rising. I love that song. It's one of my happy, happy, happy songs. So Grand Rising, happy Tuesday. Happy, happy Tuesday. I love Tuesdays. Um, I have different days of the week that I vibe with and I pretty much have a vibe for every day because that's how I set myself up to be powerful. I used to hate Mondays, so I started to do what I loved on a Monday so that it could help me wake up and love a Monday. Um, and I wanted to know if you guys knew that statistically, do you know what day of the week most people suffer a heart attack? It's a Monday. On Monday mornings, most people suffer from the highest rate of heart attacks. Why do y'all think that is? Guess what, guys? Because people don't want to wake up and go to work, literally. So that's how powerful we are in our mind, body and spirit. And that's why I started to do my classes on a Monday because I was like, I hate Monday. I used to have such fun, lit, good weekend that I was like, mm -mm, I've got to do something about Monday because I didn't like Monday. I mean, shortly after I started working shifts, I mean, and... Well, before I created my classes, I was working shifts and that's why it was horrible because any day was any day. The days just rolled into one. The only days that counted were the days that you weren't working. And I was just like, no, I cannot live like this. And I know so many people who live for the weekend. So I was like, no, we're going to live on a Monday. We're going to live on a Tuesday. We're going to live on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know what? We're going to live every day of the week. So Grand Rising today... It laid on my spirit to speak about atmosphere of change, creating an atmosphere of change. Many people are doing things to make progress in their life. So whether that is, you know, deciding that you need to work out because you've been unhealthy, deciding that you need to check in with the way that you think because you're feeling miserable or not free or that you don't have no power in your life, deciding that you need to make different decisions because your relationships aren't supporting you or your job doesn't support you or financially you're not where you want to be where we go through many seasons in our life where we decide, you know what, we need to change. And we might even start to do the steps that allow us to change or be around the people that, are at, that help us change. But are we really creating an atmosphere of change? And what's different about an atmosphere? An atmosphere is like the whole space the whole atmosphere. So it's not just about the thought or the action or the people or the things. It's about, are you able to create a whole space of change? And this can be difficult. And sometimes it can be easy. And yesterday I was looking for certificates for my new job. And so I have like a, a box where I put everything in, like all of my important documents and my memories. So I'm like, right, I must have put the certificates in there because last year I redecorated. So I did a lot of clearing out. I was creating an atmosphere of change. And in doing so, I took out like old paperwork and all of this and I put it in the garage. And I was just like, oh, I really hope that I didn't put my certificates in the garage because if they're in there, I ain't going in there because I don't like spiders. That is not an atmosphere that I like to go into, the garage. 
So I'm not going in there. And if it means that I won't be getting the job, then that's cool, because I'm not getting the certificates out of there. But I was like, I wouldn't have done that. They have to be in a safe place in my house. So I was like, cool, they must be in my filing box. So I went, I'm looking in my box. And I guess what? My certificates are not in there. But I came across things that I wasn't looking for. But guess what? What I needed along the way. And what I came across was like cards from my clients over the years. I came across every single school report that I've ever had from Anguilla to the UK, from year one to year 12, to college, to university, every single report that I've ever had. And I read them and it was so crazy to read about myself in a way that I've never seen myself. What do I mean by that? So for instance, if you ask me, I would always say, I'm actually really good at maths. I've always been good at maths. But when I was reading up until about year three, <laughs> what they were saying, yep, Tanya can, Tanya is not easily distracted. Tanya is a leader. Duh, duh, duh. Things that they were saying from like year one, every single year, I never saw myself as a leader in school. I legit thought I was pretty quiet I just cracked on. I wasn't easily distracted because I just got on with my work. So where were they seeing these leader habits? Where was they seeing this leader energy? Because I wouldn't have said that that's what I had. I would have said I was pretty shy, pretty reserved and quite quiet. At home, I was different. Or if I was dancing, I was different. But in a classroom setting where there was other people, leader, mm -mm, I didn't see that. When they were talking about my math skills, they were like, yeah, she's able to grasp ideas well, but it was never like she was good or she excelled. And I was like, what? I was dope at maths. How? And I really had this kind of moment. And I actually cried as I was going through my memory box. And I cried because I was just like, there have been so many times where I've been in a season of change and I have not seen myself how the creator sees me. I have not seen myself how other people see me. I have not seen myself at all, at all, like how I should be a bit kinder in seeing myself. It's very easy for me to hold myself accountable to a little less than. And as much as I come into these rooms and I would encourage you to see yourself better, speak to yourself, talk life into yourself, affirm, pray, I am also very transparent in saying the only reason why I'm telling you to do that is because there are seasons where I don't see myself like that. And I know the difference in feeling. I know what it feels like when I'm in those seasons where I'm not seeing myself like that. I know what it feels like when I'm not producing things. I know what it feels like when I'm not creating things because I'm not able to see myself in that manner. And so again and again and again through different seasons in my life, I'm having to create different atmospheres of change. And one thing about the atmosphere is it's the whole space. It's not enough for me to just say, okay, cool. I'm not happy with my body right now. Let me exercise. I've been exercising. That's not creating the change. Oh, okay, cool. It's probably my eating. I'm going to look at what I'm eating. I change what I'm eating. Uh, it shifts a little. It's not the full change. Oh, okay. Well, I'm exercising. I'm eating good, but I'm going to the mirror every day. I'm reciting that I'm ugly and I'm fat and I don't look good. 
that will counteract all of the other work that I'm putting in. So how do I create an atmosphere of change? I have to think better. I have to see myself better in alignment with the action, in alignment with what I'm doing, eating, drinking, thinking, where I am when I'm working out. When I'm working out in a gym, am I feeling good about myself, eating good, um, drinking good, but going into a gym and thinking, oh my God, everybody's looking at me. I'm never going to get the results that I want. Oh, they're talking about me. That is putting yourself in an atmosphere where it's going to be counterproductive to what you want to produce. And sometimes this is the only reason that we end up stuck because we haven't made the full change. We haven't decided that, yo, it's gonna be, we're gonna to have to do something on a bigger scale so that everything can fall into alignment so we can change. Some of us are surrounded by the right people. We're hearing the right things, but we're not applying them. And so how do we create an atmosphere of change? One major tool that always shifts any atmosphere is music. So you could be in the worst space. You could be feeling miserable. You could even be feeling amazing. You could feel amazing, right? And you hear that heartbreak song, that R&B heartbreak song that you used to bang when you was heartbroken by your first love and all of a sudden you're bawling. Something has changed in the atmosphere. In just the same way, you could feel rubbish. Why do I always start my rooms with music? Because I just create an atmosphere. You could feel rubbish and your favorite song comes on and you start banging and singing your heart out. And before you know it, your atmosphere has changed. So how can we get better at doing things that allow us to create this atmosphere of change? A big thing that I do if I'm feeling low sometimes and it's like, okay, cool, nothing is moving me. I will play music after like my favorite tracks and I will just get lost in singing or dancing. I will make up routines like I'm five, boom, boom, cat, boom, 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 cat. Like I'm teaching people, I ain't teaching nobody, but it's just to get my energy moving. Other times I might need to take a walk. I might actually need to come out of the environment that I'm in and go to another environment. So it creates a shift in me. The more that you start to do these things on purpose is the more that you become in your power in being able to shift the atmospheres that you're in. Because sometimes the only reason why things are not shifting or moving forward is because we are waking up doing the same things in the same environment and it's not creating an atmosphere of change. Another one, many people are getting into the habit of praying or meditating. And yes, I've given you guys a challenge. And if you took up the challenge last week, I pray that it's creating an atmosphere of change. I pray that it's given you more life before you bounce out of your bed. I pray that it's given you more purpose, more intention, more focus. And the challenge was small. It was just spend five minutes with yourself before you get out of bed. Write down 10 things that you're grateful for and set 10 intentions or affirmations to kickstart your day. Why do I get people to do that? Because we jump out of bed and we think about what we've got to do. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do this. But what happens when we start to be grateful for what we have first? And then we think about what we've got to do. Maybe we'll do it from a different place. 
And so that is a, a tool that I've used for ages to create an atmosphere of change. Sometimes we're having a busy day. We're having a busy day. Sometimes we're having conversations that are draining and we go to sleep with that stuff and we wake up with that stuff because we haven't decided before we go to bed, let me unpack. Let me journal this stuff out of me. Let me listen to some music before I go to bed. Let me take a walk to clear my mind. Let me watch something that makes me laugh so hard I forget about anything I was worried about. We go to bed with that stuff on our chest and we wake up with that in our spirit. And then we carry it again. So I encourage people to develop a morning routine and a nighttime routine. So you wake up every day fresh and you go to sleep every day fresh. And it becomes like the plane journey. When we get on a plane, and if you was like me back in the day, I was scared of flying literally because I didn't like turbulence. And I've been on some flights that have had some serious turbulence where I am praying for eight hours straight. That's what it feels like. But my mum used to share with me, you know, that you just need to pray for a safe landing and a safe takeoff. Because whatever else happens in between, at least you're gonna make it. And at first that really didn't help my anxiety or my fear or the feelings I was feeling. But after a while, it really moved me to a place of trust. Because it meant that if I just pray for a safe landing and a safe takeoff, it's God's will if I get there or not. So whatever happens in between, guess what guys, I'm not the pilot. I can't control it anyways. So why was I trying to control it with my thoughts and feelings and be intense the whole flight? It allowed me to just let go. And it allowed me to breathe and it allowed me to trust. And so when we start to have a morning routine and a nighttime routine, that's like your takeoff and your landing. And it allows you to move to peace of anything that may be happening in between. Any contrast or conflict that you may experience in that day, you've already got it handled. Because you're waking up in good spirits, you're going to sleep in good spirits, you're then being more present to be able to enjoy your day. And when we get in the spirit of joy, when we get in the spirit of love, we get in the spirit of creating. So now it's not just about your day happening to you, it's how can I create this day so that it matches my intentions that I've set in the morning, so that I can have more things to be grateful for. How do I get to put myself in that position to do that? And when I started to have this level of conversation with myself, this is when I started to recognize, whoa, I need to not just change, but I've got to create an atmosphere of change. I've got to be crazy about reaching for my joy. I've got to be crazy about knowing, you know what? I can create the opportunities that I want. I can become the person that I'm looking for to save me. I can be the light that I wish there was in the world. I can be a good friend like the good friends I wish I had. I can be a good mother. I can be a great sister. I can be a good teacher because I was no longer looking for someone to be that for me. I decided I can be that. And the minute that I decided that I can be that, it's not to say that I wasn't already, but hear me out, 
if I didn't see myself like that, other people might have seen me like that. But the minute that I started to see myself like that, I was creating an atmosphere of change. Some of you want the change, you want the shift, but you don't want to create the atmosphere. You don't want to do the whole work. You just want to do the quick work, the microwave dreams. Put it in and hope that it pops out in a minute ready. Atmospheres are not like that. Atmospheres rock your whole spirit. I don't know if any of you have ever been to like, uh, like a positive seminar. So at one point I was like a herbal life distributor and an Arborn distributor. And I've done a lot of network marketing and I did it in property. And that sometimes you end up in these rooms where there is literally like 10,000 people in these rooms. 5,000 people in these rooms, 3,000 people in these rooms. And it's like a flipping concert. Or if any of you have ever been to a music concert, listen, it really sometimes doesn't matter on the artist, the atmosphere is electric. You walk in there and you're just like, yes. The vibe feels amazing. The music is pumping loud. Everybody's energy is on like a hundred, having the best time. The atmosphere is amazing. Why do I love carnival? Because the atmosphere is incredible. The sense of freedom, the sense of we don't care. On a day of carnival, nobody's looking at you when you're in your costume, which is literally a bra and knickers and saying she's inappropriately dressed. No, people are free. People are happy. When people are dancing and winding their ways, they're not saying she's provocative and twerking. No, that's not the culture that it comes from. The atmosphere is people are free. Their body is expressing their freedom. Maybe if you're not from the culture, you might judge the culture. But when you're in the culture and you're in the atmosphere, there is no judgment. There's just freedom. When you're in the music concert and the music is pumping and everybody's having a great time, the atmosphere fills you up. So how are our atmospheres in our homes? How are the atmospheres in our relationships? How is the atmosphere in our finances? How is the atmosphere of your mindset? And then you'll start to recognize, ooh, when I step into my own mind, nah, I don't feel great. When I step into my own emotions, mm, they don't feel healthy. When I step into the atmosphere of my own body, I'm always beating myself up. And I started to get a grip on these things. And I started to say, nah, babes, we've got to create an atmosphere in these environments of myself that I'm going to feel good in, that I'm going to feel joy in, that I'm going to feel amazing in. And I started to recognize more and more and more and more and more that that was my responsibility. That was my job. That had nothing to do with anybody else. That was a conscious choice. And it's a choice that I stick to till this very day. And I wanna share because yesterday there was a beautiful room with my mom, my dad, my dad's fiance, my sister, and loads of other people was in this room. And they were talking their truth 
of balancing relationships and how we've got to have the relationships that we have from their point of view. I didn't speak and thank God I didn't speak because I was cringing, I was rolling under the floor, I had to change the atmosphere. I was so uncomfortable in my own house, nobody was here, but I was so uncomfortable in my own house. I was like, baby girl, you gotta go take a walk. And I had to walk while I was listening to their truth and I said to myself, whoa, Tanya, you're always speaking your truth. Is this how uncomfortable it makes people feel? Or am I uncomfortable because they're related to me? What I had to ask myself quality questions. Why is this making me feel uncomfortable? And I had to allow myself to feel exactly how I needed to feel in that moment. There were several times in that room where I was like, you know what? I just don't want to hear this. And the reason why I didn't want to hear it is because it was triggering me in where I was at that time in my life. Or how I viewed things or what I made things mean. And now you're hearing a wider perspective of the story and you're like, oh, shit, that adds a different dynamic to my truth. My truth is still my truth, right? But it allowed me to have a different perspective. And in having a different perspective, it made me slightly uncomfortable, though slightly is, is a lie. It made me extremely uncomfortable. But I was very happy to sit in my uncomfortableness. Some of your atmospheres are changing right before your eyes and they're making you uncomfortable. And because it's a discomfort, you're running. Because it's a discomfort, you're avoiding the lesson. And it's going to keep coming back. I'll tell you that. If I know one thing about life, it's full of lessons. And when we don't get the lesson the first time, the lesson will come back and come back and come back and come back. And this time, maybe the only reason you're experiencing the same lesson is so you can create an atmosphere of change. But you're missing the point if you're running from the lesson. So I was like, okay, Coach T, I had to address myself differently because Tanya was running. And I was like, Coach T, sit in the room, feel what it is that you need to feel, listen to what it is that you need to hear and understand where you've got to create an atmosphere of change. And so I went on a walk and I was obviously walking for long because the room was on for long until my little bodyguard of a son I walked down one road and I thought mm, that looks like my son <laughs> and my son had come out on his bike he had locked up the house and he was like you said you was going on a walk but you've been walking for so long mum what are you doing and I was cracking up because I was like it's so amazing how sons protect their mums I went for a walk the day before and I saw my neighbours so I ended up chilling getting yammed up by mosquitoes having a good conversation and when I came back, he was hid under his bed sheet in his bed. And I was like, what are you doing? He said, I thought he was dead. <laughs> but he didn't call anybody. <laughs> he said, my phone was dead and I didn't have a charger. And it just made me laugh because I just thought we create environments to protect ourselves. If he went under the bed sheets as some kind of protection to protect himself, that's what he done at 11 years old. 
the next day when I went walking, he had a different type of feeling within him. He thought, now nah, I'm going to get on my bike and go look for her. And he did. And I wasn't even close to my home. So I don't even know where he found me, where I was. But this is what we do naturally for ourselves. We create spaces of protection that can only serve us for a certain amount of time. And after a while, that protection layer will start to be pushed and prodded and pushed and prodded. And that's where we feel the uncomfortableness. And this is where we have to get comfortable in creating an atmosphere of change because that bubble of protection will no longer serve you in the new person that you're stepping into. And so I share that to say that I have been known and I've become to be this person from literally speaking my truth. The good, the bad, the up, the downs, the uglies. That has brought me great healing in my journey. But when I heard other people speak their truths, it made me severely uncomfortable. And I was like, well, I ain't doing Clubhouse for the rest of the week because I am not speaking my truth. If this is how it makes people feel, then you know what? Me and my journal are real good. We don't have to talk about it to anybody. And I thought, oh, look, there you go. Shrink again. Because you have, there's different seasons. There's different things that you've got to learn about yourself. And they will show up in different ways. And so today, when I was talking about creating an atmosphere of change, I randomly opened one of my journals. And I love it because I always do that. And I always open it on what I need to, I need to find. And here's what it says. It says, good morning. This is like the 18th of October, 2018. Let's truly get this done. God, I'm praying for you to hold me. I'm praying I can hold on to a trolley strap of faith of self-motivation and talk so hard to myself that I truly get shit done. I truly want to turn around. I declare a turnaround in my life. I'm demanding that prosperity be mine and I be happy within myself and my intentions. I pray my intentions be pure. May my mindset shift long-term. May I continue to walk closely with faith. May I walk lightly. I have no clue where I'm going, but may it be to a good place. God, I'm praying I get clear about what I'm supposed to do. A visionary sees what shall be and wakes up to what it is. T.D. Jakes. That's so real and that's so raw right now. This week has revealed so much and I'm clearer now about the level up. It's going to be an uncomfortable journey. It's going to be a difficult journey. I'm going to get burned and tested, but I will surely be blessed. This week, the house flooded. And wow, I cried. I cried so much because Caden left the bath running and my partner offered to do the floor, <laughs> but he said that I will have to pay him. This made me so sad. Like, wow, he really views me as someone outside of him. The tears are streaming down my face as I write as I acknowledge that I have never been in a relationship where I have felt loved, valued or appreciated. And I turn that mirror around to say, wow, do I still not love and value myself? Do I still not love and value and appreciate other people? I'm here listening to the word of T.D. Jakes and is saying the blessing is already ready. We just have to be prepared for it. 
And I can't lie, I'm struggling to believe this. Because if I look at my life and my relationships, they're shit. My friendships are non-existent. My house is a mess. My finances are a mess. My business is not making sales and I just have to be real. I praise God that I've got good health. And just maybe I haven't been good or maybe I've been to hell and back. But I would like to believe that abundance is my birthright. Prosperity is my birthright. So I'm praying, I'm praying that I'm strong enough to arrive where I'm being asked and ordered to go. I guess I've been told to let go and I'm furious. I am furious, but I'm like, you know what? Let go. To be treated like I don't exist, to be ignored, it makes me feel so sick. So I'm like, wow, how can people do that? I will have to learn from them. Or I'll say, okay, cool. Is this what I'm required to be or do? How do I see things? How do I get to realize what that is? I feel like it's time to move from my heart into my head because I need to get loud and clear about who I want, who I am and where I deserve to be. God, may I stand in a pressing spirit, in a fighting spirit, in a God-filled spirit, in a push-forward spirit. I didn't ask to be this person, but I get it. You're asking me to slow down and embrace the process. You're allowing me to see who I really am, what I'm made of, what I'm built for. So I'm gonna go ham and I'm gonna boss up. There ain't no stopping what I was born to do. And I'm gonna go harder, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna think clearer. Whatever ship sunk today, I pray I let it sink. God, thank you for ordering my steps, for strengthening me through each one I take. Thank you for allowing me to get up and to keep going. God, thank you for choosing me to be a warrior. Thank you for allowing me to step up into the world. Thank you for allowing me to be an influencer. Thank you for being spirit in form. God, come through and please allow me to get clear. Allow me to work through me personally, emotionally, mentally and physically. Thank you for the gems. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for delivering me through this day. It's time to shift my mindset and secure the bag. The irony. Some people know me in a season that is not that season of my life. That is no longer my truth. That is not who I choose to be. But I was there. Some of you might be there now. When my house flooded, and I mean it, flood, I come in and it was a paddling pool. The day or two before I was saying, I need to redecorate, I need to redecorate. Okay, cool. Well, you didn't need to flood. And my partner at the time was a decorator. <laughs> Living in my house, rent free, not paying to any bills. But when I asked him to do the floor, he said I need to pay him. I was sitting in an atmosphere that I didn't deserve technically, but I was happily there because there were some things that I needed to learn. There were some things that I needed to grow through. There were some things that I needed to become awake to. But I had to go through it. And I had to come out of it. 
And I had to see who I was within that situation, within that atmosphere. And I remember when, when the flood happened, I was like, okay, cool. I'm just emotionally drained. Like my waterworks were on. And internally, that's what was happening. But because I was a strong woman, I was facing my emotions. I was unpacking. But I just knew they were out. I knew I needed to fix up. I knew I needed to think differently. I knew I needed to move differently. I knew I needed to make some different decisions. But more importantly, I knew I needed to see myself differently. So I had to create an atmosphere of change. And if you know me now, all those stuff like business not making sales, friendships being whatever, relationships, ah, I've changed all of that. It had nothing to do with anyone outside of me changing. It was to do with the way that I created the change. So some of you are in a season of change. You're in a season of transition and it's difficult and it's tough at times. And you don't even see yourself like the season that you're about to step into. But I just wanna remind you that where you are now isn't where you're gonna be forever. But are you willing to hold on to that trolley strap? Notice one of the first things that I said was, I need a trolley strap. I knew I couldn't do it. There was, I was literally focused. I don't know if they still have them, but back in the day when you got on buses, in the middle of the buses, there was those straps for people that were standing up or trained and you could hold on to them. And years ago, I was reading a book, The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. And in the beginning, he talks about intention and he talks about it being like a trolley strap that connects you to something greater. So if you're going through anything, hold on to it. And that's all that I needed in that moment. I knew, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to get through this season of my life, but I'm holding on to something greater. I'm holding on that change will come. I'm holding on that I can see and shift and achieve better. I'm holding on. And guess what? I'm nowhere near where I used to be. And I might not be close to where I want to be. But guess what? Thank God I am where I am now. Some of us are so scared of our now that we constantly live in our past or we constantly want to run to the future. But it's like, you can't touch the past. It's already done. Let it go. Let it be. Let your inner child rest. They've played their part. Thank them. Let them go. Let your younger self that accepted less than you deserve, let her be at peace. She did what she needed to do in that season. He did what he needed to do in that season. This is your season now. Because what you do now creates your future. What you do every single day is laying a stone or a brick to the foundation that you're building called your future. Some people want to lay 10 bricks at a time and then feel like, ah, oh, my foundation keeps falling apart. Babes, lay one brick at a time and make sure it's secure. The reason why I say it's ironic, I don't recall ever reading that again. I wrote that in 2018, 
I haven't read that again. This year, I created a course. What was the course called? The Level Up. What is the journey that those people went on? Pretty much what I just spoke about in that letter. At the end of that letter, what did I say? I'm feeling to secure the bag. What was my final book called in that course? Secure the bag. I never looked back at that. I keep saying to people, the reason why I can coach or share the things to the degree that I can is because I am living proof of doing anything that I share. Oh, we got somebody coming up. And also, that's how God works. I've been needing some confirmation in this week because I've been holding myself accountable that, okay, maybe you ain't changed. When I heard that conversation yesterday and I heard my 15-year-old self, my 24-year-old self, my whatever-year-old self need healing, I was like, Tanya, have you not done the work? Tanya, have you not changed, girl? It's not that I hadn't done the work. It's just that it brought me straight back to certain places, how I was feeling, how I was thinking, and it reminded me why I have done the work. Because I would have been a bitter woman. I would have been an angry person. I wouldn't have cared to have relationships with people because I didn't believe that people were honest in relationships. And I had to go back and sit with myself last night and be like, wow, look at life. Everything comes full circle. And there was nothing that I would change because I recognize that every chapter in my book has made me the person that I am, whether good or bad. And for all of the chapters, I'm so grateful. And the gratitude allows me to create an atmosphere of change. The gratitude allows me to shift, not the guilt, the gratitude. Yes, ma'am. Welcome to the stage, Grand Rising. Hey, I can get out of my head. You must mind your own business. Stop eavesdropping in people's thoughts and, and coming up and sharing it. And I'm speaking for me and a lot of people who's listening because they're just saying, get out of my head. Yeah, but um, no, honestly, on a real thank you. I'm going to go to the word atmosphere and it comes from the Greek root word atmos, which is coming from atoms. So it means atoms. And we all know that we are scientists and Everything is created by atoms. Every single thing that you see is, is an atom. So we are the same as the bed we're sitting on or the chair or the room or everything is made up of atoms. So atmosphere is actually what Tanya is saying. We create, we impact that the atoms and it, cha it changes and forms a different atmosphere. In the word, it also has um, sphere and a sphere, you know, like how the earth is, is not totally round, it's a sphere. You know, I can't talk properly, but S P H E R E, it's a sphere or a globe. So, and then it has in that word as well steam or vapor. So, we create the fragrance when, when we are going into a room, there's an atmosphere. We create the fragrance of that room by how we be. So, when we go somewhere and we're like, oh, it was just 
should have been walking with our stink attitude and our stink thinking and then we are smelling our own fragrance we're, we're, we're smelling our own vapor our own odor because all of that is in the word atmosphere vapor odor like fragrance so when tanya was speaking about that and speaking about the atmosphere that we go to anything with whether it be work whether it be the workout that we've done this morning whether it's like oh my god because on my list to do which i'm not doing it's the atmosphere that I'm taking to the list. It's like I'm taking to the list. Oh, it's so hard. Oh my God. Uh, why did I let it get in this condition? Da, da, da. So that's how I'm approaching it. It's, it's the way that I'm going there. And when you spoke about the, if you go to a music concert and you go and you're like, wow, the vibes, because everybody's intention and what they're going there with is the intention to have a good time. So that, feeling good, that intention to go there and feel good, they're walking with that intention to feel good. So that's what that's what they're experiencing. Now, if you're, I, I speak about men and Mrs. Mendo's characters that when I was little, if you're Mrs. Moni or Mr. Moni or Miss Miserable, or you could go to anything and find fault in it. Oh, look at the food. Oh, look at this. Oh, that person didn't do that. Oh, that did. So how are you? What atmosphere do you walk around with? What atmosphere are you taking into every room? What atmosphere are you taking into your life? You know, so that was, that's really what took me, Tanya, into the thinking of, wow, what is the atmosphere that surrounds me? You know, what, what atoms am I producing by my thoughts and my thinking? What am I shaping up around me? So, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for that. And I love that. And one thing that I will say is when I think of atmosphere, I think of... Many of us call ourselves kings and queens and we address people as kings and queens. But one thing that I'm clear about and being a queen is that means that I run some territory. It means that I have some domain to handle. The same for a king. A king doesn't just wake up and, and live in his own space. He, he's responsible for some things. There's some things that he's got to handle there's some areas that he's got to take, you know, ownership and responsibility for. And so when we're talking about creating an atmosphere of change, are you prepared to redefine yourself? Because some people want change, but the only thing they're changing is the cloak that they wear every day. I said what I said. Some people want change. And the only thing that we're changing is the cloak that we wear every single day. I stand as a real ass woman because I ain't afraid to be out here naked. And one thing that got me so uncomfortable yesterday was because they were naked in their truth. So you didn't like me naked. You didn't like when, when I'm naked <laughs> yeah I had to go oh I had to get it together you understand because the naked truth hits different to the cloaked lies but what's so crazy about humans is we're comfortable in the lies that we tell 
And many people might be, I'm not a liar. No, but you tell yourself you're not good enough. You tell yourself you're not worthy. You tell yourself you need to be more qualified. You tell yourself you need more time. You tell yourself if these pressures weren't on my life right now, I would be in a better position. Stop lying to yourself. When you can work under pressure and still bring out greatness, now let's have a conversation. Because it's easy to be great when things are good. But can you be great under pressure? Can you go for, some of you know about the job that I went for. I told y'all certain aspects of it I wasn't qualified for. But other aspects, I had qualifications. And guess what? When I sit down in the room and I had to do all of the tests, of course I passed them because there ain't nobody more qualified in that arena than me. But it took confidence to get me there. It took a risk to do that. It took, you know what? This actually scares the shit out of me. So I'm about to do some shit that scares me because I was too comfortable. What's comfortable now in business or certain of the rooms that I step in wasn't comfortable five years ago. Wasn't even comfortable two years ago. But growth means I've been here now for a year. I've been here now six months. I've been here now seven months. Where can I create an atmosphere of change? Whoa, I need to take a leap into some new territory as well as hold down the territory in the domain that I'm standing on. There is massive change happening now. And one thing I love about scripture the parts that I love about scripture because there's lots of things that I do not like about scripture but one thing I love is God always sees himself as king it don't matter what is happening or not happening it don't matter how much hate we think this world has or how much this and that which is wrong and bad he still knows his king for some of us when chaos gets into our atmosphere we forget that we're queen we forget that we're king. And so we let the atmosphere take over. But when you're, when you're grounded in knowing that chaos will not stop the kingdom, ha, you sit differently. You sit differently. Because sometimes chaos will happen in the kingdom. Chaos will happen in the queendom, but is that gonna knock you off your path? Is that gonna knock you off creating an atmosphere of change? So if you don't really create an atmosphere of change, all you're doing every day is waking up and changing your cloak, waking up and changing what you choose to put on. But when you're in charge of a kingdom or a queendom, the atmosphere of change that you've got to create is different because you've always got to be on your throne. You've always got to be on your throne. Our family is very open wherever we go. But one thing that I have mastered is to be present and private. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know how to do that. And the reason why I do that is because when I'm taking care of some things, it's my business. And so we're open and we will share and we don't, we don't, we're not hiding anything. There's nothing that we have to hide. But at the same time, 
if you knew some of the stuff that we're processing at the same time, you would really understand that life is always going to happen. It just is. But how do you cope when life is happening? about today you're saying I am a queen so that was my affirmation stick that was what I was standing on yesterday so I have a routine like Tana explained I have a morning routine and part of that morning routine is prayer that's what I choose and then after prayer I I'm surrounded by a circle of women at the moment but it is open to men as well we're elevating and we take we do a power hour of you know, just affirming for ourselves, just making up just walking into our day. And that starts at 5.20 for an hour. After that, I then go into exercise because it's a requirement for me to look after myself. So I have been consistent with exercise. That's something that I never thought I would say, but I'm grateful. I, I ask the Lord, I thank him for my knees. I thank him for everything that allows for him, what that exercise puts me through. And there's some people in the room and we show up and we do that. So I thank them. Yes, I'm support as well. And I am supported. I was in a room where I was supported by my friend, Claudius. I was supported by my cousin, Julie. And I was very supported by my daughter, Claudine. Yesterday, everything that I picked, it kind of staged the day and it was beautiful. This morning, my, my um, gratitude journal says, how are you going to make room for gratitude? And I just want to thank every single one of you that when we invite you to these spaces, you rise in the morning and you choose to tune into this. And I pray that somewhere throughout the day, it sets you up. The work that Tanya is sharing that are not just words, they're instructions. They're instructions on a core and cellular level that if you actually embrace them, your life, your atmosphere will change it will transform eventually you won't even be able to you'll know you're the same person but you don't look or sound the same and i just want to say as well that's why we're in some certain situations because right now guys god isn't trying to change your situation he's trying to change you he's trying to bring out the real king in you he's trying to bring out the real queen in you and if we run every time we're uncomfortable or we run every time the pressure's too much or we hide or we shrink, are you really creating an atmosphere of change? Really? And, and yesterday, one of the sticks that I picked, it says, love is the new money. I had that and same stick yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when, I, um, when I look at, and when we were doing toxic relationships and one of the definitions was that, your finances are broke. <laughs> Let me explain to you the love, that's the new money. And we're rich. As a family, the love, let me explain to you, it's, it's like abundant. It don't stop. Nothing stops it. We are rich on that. So guess what? Today, today the stick was support. That was my perfume, right? Today my perfume is love. And I, and I, I want to say that the love that I have for something that God blessed me to be able to carry, you know, in the two daughters that um, I have with my friend, Claudius, you know, Claudine and Molly, they're amazing. 
you know, thank you so much. I have six and I'm grateful for all of them. But I just thank that, you know, what these lot are doing, what they're choosing to do, having a walking past their excuse. And yeah, just getting out there and being amazing. And today I gave, and Tana just said it, but my words today are, I am falling in love with who I have always been. Because yesterday, honestly, my mouth opened and things came out that I didn't expect. I just allowed, I just allowed my mouth to open and I allowed things to come out. The vulnerability, you know, the heart that I have between my legs, the pum pum that was jumping. I didn't know what that was. I, I said everything and I said it. I just said it how it was. Like I didn't know my body. I didn't even know my own mind. And, you know, I just, when I retold that story of that young girl, that 16-year-old that I allowed to voice what she what she went through, listen, I, I, I'm falling in love with aspects of myself, past me. <laughs> like what I said, in the right here and right now, I don't regret none of it. I don't regret none of it. And yesterday I, I had a conversation with somebody that, very much goes back to their childlike self. And I said, listen, we have to give that child thanks because that child had courage to keep going. If your child self, whatever it went through, if it didn't have the courage, we won't be having this conversation. We won't be having this conversation. So that child that made mistakes, that child that wasn't brave enough or whatever you feel, yeah, honestly, that child's important to hear. That timid child, that rebellious child, that courageous child, that whatever child in you, the child that even may have been abused, the child that, I, I don't know, it, it's just that, honestly, every single aspect of the journey is a part of who you are today. It just decides on how you take that and what you make it mean and how you choose you know, to unfold that. So my stick today, I express unapologetically. And the key stick that I wanted to speak about is it says the universe is responding to your belief. It is up to you to succeed. So I am choosing how I respond to, you know, what's happened in my life and what I make it mean and how I move forward. And I just want to say, like I was saying, that it is really about your belief. And sometimes some of your atmospheres are not changing right now, regardless to the work that you're putting in, regardless to the stuff that you're doing, because God is trying to change you. And when you're prepared to change, when you're prepared to redefine yourself, when you're really seriously prepared, prepared, I can't even say the word today, to see yourself differently. When you get to where you need to be, my God, you will just step in it. You will just step onto it because you've already seen yourself like it. We've got the, the atmosphere wrong. We think we need to be in the atmosphere before we see the atmosphere. Today, I want you to see the changes that you want. I want you to see them in your mind's eye. I want you to build them up. I want you to spend time there so that when it becomes a reality, you're ready to step into it. 
I keep saying the doors for Elevate are open and they're open because when you get into an atmosphere of change, when you change your circle, when you change your conversations, when you change your routines, your morning routines, your nighttime routines, the people that you're around, ha, the way that your life changes, it's you, but it ain't you. It's the you that you forgot about. It's the you that you have to remember and remind yourself to be. And you're about to step into glory. You're truly about to step into abundance. And that's what's been chasing you. And that's what you've been running from for so long. But it's coming. And for some of you, it's right here. But you're just not unwrapping it. What's on the outside of you is about to be on the inside of you. That's how an atmosphere works. But are you ready for it? So I just pray that if you're in the breaking right now, that you see the purpose in the breaking. Sometimes we're broken down so we can build out what's really within us. Sometimes we got to take off the cloaks so we can be willing to sit with that nakedness, sit with that truth. Stop running from changing your atmosphere and stop running when your atmosphere is trying to change you. Because when we really allow ourselves to be within the uncomfortableness, within the change of the atmosphere, within those things that are stirring up something within us, it puts us in a different position in our kingdom and our queendoms. And we've all got some territory to take care of. We've all got some territory to take care of. So be excited about it, guys. Reach for your joy. Hustle for your joy each day. And start your day off right. Finish your day off in peace. I choose to start my day in love. And I choose to end my day in peace. And it doesn't matter what happens in between. It doesn't matter what happens in between. Because I recognize that I'm either going to learn something or I'm going to be blessed with something. And I'm cool with either. I know I'm going to be learning for the rest of my life. I know I'm going to be blessed for the rest of my life. So I'm cool to enjoy the journey and I'm cool to create the journey. And I recognize that that's my responsibility. We're seven months through this year. Please start counting yourself in. Please start going hard. Please start building that fighting spirit, that pressing spirit. That spirit that says, I will not quit. I'm going to do what needs to be done regardless to how uncomfortable it is. And if it means that the relationships around me are falling apart, then so be it. If it means that the that people I'm feeling alone, then great. I'm happy to sit by myself to get to know myself. If it means that I'm stepping into jobs that scare me, great. If it means that I'm having opportunities where I'm having to take risks, take the risk. The path of success is unknown. The path of what you're used to is comfortable, but the other path is filled with uncertainty. So you ain't gonna know the next step all the time. You're not gonna, might not know what it fully looks like. 
But if you're willing to have a deep, intimate, loving relationship with yourself, oh, you know what to do. Oh, you know where to go. Oh, you know where to step. And every time that you do, it blows your mind. And every time that you do, you're blessed with way more than you asked for. And every time that you get there, it looks more beautiful. And so these are two affirmations that I'm walking with today and you can choose to use them. I am in the atmosphere of change. I affirm it so I'm not scared of it. I am in the arena of possibility. When you step into the arena of possibility, things are different. Some of us stay closed. Some of us like push things away and push people and things out. And hopefully that will help us feel better. And it doesn't. So what happens when you step into the arena of possibility? Everything you need comes to you. Everything you want is easily available to you. There is flow in all you are and all you do. So allow yourself to be. Allow yourself to be free. And of all things, allow yourself to truly be happy. Hustle for your joy today and always. But recognize that for some of you, hustling for your joy because you've been used to holding on to pain so long, you're going to have to create an atmosphere of change. Some of you have counted yourself out for so long, you're going to have to create an atmosphere of change. Some of you quit when it gets too much, you're going to have to create an atmosphere of change. Some of your first language is, I give up. You're going to have to create a language, an atmosphere of change. Count yourself in. Is there any questions, views, or ideas, or just realizations that you've had from this conversation that you would like to offer to the stage before we leave? Um, if not, I'm gonna play a track and bounce out of here. But if you've got anything that you wanna share this morning, then please come to the stage, you're more than welcome to. But just, it really laid in my spirit that it's time to create an atmosphere of change. Oh, we got somebody. Coming up, don't be shy, guys. Sorry, Talia. Yes, ma'am. You've been in the room, so um, just for the newbies and just for any of you that have never spoken, there is a little hand signal, and if you touch on that, it will then um invite you up to the stage. You click on it, and that's how you get to speak on the stage. Thank you so much. Yes, I didn't even pick that up. Thank you, Miss Susan Grand Rising, and welcome to the room. How are you? Grand Rising, Tanya, thank you very much, and Grand Rising, everyone in the room. Oh my gosh, Tanya, as you were speaking, <laughs> I mean, you know, Tanya, everything that you were saying has applied to me. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can, we can hear you. Okay, that's fine. As you know, I moved house a few months ago, and I've had lots of conversations with you and your mum about how I'm feeling and thinking, oh, I need to move back because I'm just not comfortable. I mean, the children are thriving and that's fantastic. And as I've been speaking to you and speaking to your mum, I just thought, Sue, you have to stick with this uncomfortable feeling because this is where you are meant to be. What are you running back for? Yes. If you go back, you're never ever gonna find out what was here for you. 
And actually, in the past few weeks, so many doors have opened for me. And it's just about taking time because I'm somebody who thinks, right, everything's going to fall into place straight away and I'll meet loads of people. But actually, it's not like that and that's not the way it's meant to be. So, yeah, Tanya, I thank you so much. I just thank you so much because, yeah, you just teach me all the time and the people in the groups and conversations. I'm just learning so much. So, yeah, thank you. I love that. And one thing that I will say is, one thing that I have written down on my piece of paper is a new life is a result of a new you. Life doesn't change unless we're willing to change. And so I feel that where you are now, yes, there is definitely something there that life is teaching you. And that's why it's got you in the atmosphere. It's got you in the atmosphere because it's not particularly about changing the atmosphere, but it's about changing you. Some other people in the room, you might be in some atmospheres where you need to move out of that atmosphere, change the atmosphere. So now you can see why you're being asked to change. And this is where we have to be willing to have relationships with ourselves so that what we need comes up. What we need to do reveals itself. Where we need to go, it lets us know. What lets us know, I hear some of you say, your spirit. And the thing is, right, when you have this type of ethos with inside of you, a relationship with your feelings, a relationship with your emotions, it, it's always speaking to you. It's always communicating with you. It's always giving you signs. But one thing I will say, and one thing that I've had to really learn is wait for confirmation. I say when it's from God, it comes with confirmation. Yesterday, I thought about something. Something clearly said to me, do X, Y, or Z. And I was like, okay, cool. But um, I'm feeling the wait for confirmation. I kid you not. My phone rang within five minutes and someone said, oh, are you thinking about doing? And I was like, thank you. And that's the more in tune that you become before. Sometimes I would have to wait weeks. But because I'm being more intentional about recognizing, no, actually, when something says something to me, I'm a good person. It's coming from a good place. I'll wait for confirmation. That confirmation comes. So, Sue, you might have been having some thoughts already, and this conversation is confirmation, as to some of the rest of you in this room. And start to be aware of those things. The universe is always communicating with us. It's always giving us messages. There is always signs. But when we hear that people were deaf, dumb and blind, sometimes we've got to notice where we're playing those roles. Sorry, and can I say as well that Susan is um, my cousin, first cousin. I've known her for over 50 years or however old she is, that's how long we've known each other. She's a bit younger than me. And when you say um, that she's moved and it's is creating a new her, it definitely is, because a Susan that I've known for 50 years, she'd be in the audience like many others, turning it over in her head, turning it over in her head. So the courage that she has to come up and just unmute and say this conversation, you know, before she would have probably have run Tanya and I afterwards and said, oh my God, that was amazing. The fact that she's coming up and sharing what she's getting, just opening up, that is a new cousin a new she's she's dealing with something so differently to what i've ever seen her in five decades that i've known her 
And the other thing is that, you know, my mum used to always say, Christina, your mouth lives outside of itself. So I'm the one in the family. I have those uncomfortable conversations. When Susan says, did you see so-and-so? And did you look at so I say, Susan, where do you recognise that in yourself? And you know what she says? She says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I get thanked in my family sometimes for being that honest person. This morning I observed in 5 a.m. that the way that we recognise friendships or we recognise love, we don't have the people that say, listen, yeah, you're doing that's bullshit. Tanya's that person. She's going to be like, mom, that is some bullshit. And I get all up in my feelings, like, why the hell is my atmosphere becomes like a volcano? Like, I'm like, why is she telling me? Why is she pointing me out? Why, why is she getting like that? And honestly, again, in, in five decades, Christina has been different about that. It's like somebody could tell me that now, and there's not that eruption. There's not that, I'm kind of like, oh, no, I need to process this, thank you. So I could be that person for everybody else, but let somebody try and be that person for me. So I've had to G-check that. And I could only do that by my wing mirrors, my side wing mirrors. Sometimes, you know, it's only Claudine and Tanya that would be brave enough because other people would see the shit coming out of me and just, I ain't telling her nothing. So I, I really appreciate what I'm seeing in Susan and I appreciate what I'm seeing in myself. Yeah, and yeah, thank you for helping us, Tanya, to recognise the changes, to recognise the differences. Honestly, you guys are welcome. And the truth is, it's because the only things that I share are my truth. I don't share nothing that I ain't prepared to do or that I'm not going through or a season that I'm not facing or that spirit doesn't tell me to talk about. So I try to keep myself in alignment. I try to keep myself in, in just knowing that, you know what? There's been so many times in this last year of me having to be responsible for showing up on a course or talking or class or whatever. And in my personal life, shit is happening. Shit is flying around the place. But guess what? I show up with the shit flying around the place and I talk about it. <laughs> and you know what? More times than not, it helps someone else. It helps someone else. And that's a part of who we are. Sometimes I just looked and I just literally opened one of my books and the notes literally says, sometimes you're going to be walking on a bridge and it doesn't look like a bridge or feel like a bridge. It's a tightrope. And you might have to walk across that tightrope to get to a different destination, a different atmosphere, a different environment. Or are you going to stand on the edge and say, no, I can't walk on that tightrope? when the only reason that you're being asked to walk on that tightrope is because one, something greater knows you can, and two, there's a whole blessing on the other side for you, but you gotta be willing to walk. You gotta be willing to face your fear that you could possibly walk and fall over, but even if you walk and fall over, you're gonna learn to swim because you wasn't sent here to drown. And that's how we move. And that's how we grow and that's how we evolve and expand and that's how we change our atmospheres. So I pray that this has been a good conversation for you guys. I pray that you've had some realizations or maybe it's just woken up your spirit to have a great day. And that's my intention. My intention in these rooms is to kickstart your day just by opening your mind, opening your spirit, 
opening yourself up to being able to achieve something in today that you maybe wouldn't have been able to see something in today that maybe you wouldn't have seen. Maybe it sparks a conversation in today that you wouldn't have had. But one thing that I'm heavy on lately is please be kind to yourselves, but don't let your kindness take you off your discipline. Discipline is the greatest form of self-love. So be kind to yourself, but have some discipline in who you are and what you need to do today. Be great, guys, and have an incredible Tuesday. Thank you so much for being here. Mm -hmm.